very long room. What was that? I said you, you, you have a very long room. Oh, no, no. I uh, <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, I had to drop some soup off to Michael Keaton. Ah. And then by the time I got to the microphone, <laughs> I had to drop some soup off to Kim Basinger. Um, but it was cold soup. So um, that's, that's what took oh. so long. Got it. Not enough superhero movies have comical <laughs> soup scenes. <laughs> Hey everyone, whatever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins. And I am Bob Canning. Tim, do you know what I've been doing with my time lately? Uh, not recording a podcast. Not recording like a, a month podcast. And a half. Not reporting on one either. Sorry, Daily Bugle. No side column, no Canning's Corner on what's up in the world of Haven't podcasting. Been doing Conan O'Brien's new format of entertainment podcasting. No, what 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 uh what what have you been doing? Speak of the devil, I've been listening to a lot of Conan O'Brien's podcast. What? That's yeah, the one you've been listening to? That's the one. Longtime listeners know that I'm not really a listener or follower of podcasts, save mm-hmm. for our own. Uh, I'd listen Most to of just, the time. Like just uh, to minutes. one other before we started even recording this. Mm-hmm. But uh, script you, notes was it called? Script it notes. It was called yeah. script notes. Back when I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but you had sent me a link to the Stephen Colbert episode, mm-hmm. and I listened to that. And uh, good episode. Yeah, very good episode. And then I uh, needed. <laughs> I needed there words. was no need for me to have just said that, by the way. I'm sorry. You're telling your story. I'm no, like, uh-huh. I just what I chose to send you was something I enjoyed, so it was good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it right so, through to you. So uh, I, I've been checking that out. I've been listening to it a lot. And uh, The Stephen Colbert one? You just n- keep, over keep that one over going? And over, over and over just again. The, just the ad segments, Memorize Wow, you must do a really good Matt Gorley ad <laughs> read. But uh, yeah, no, I thought, you'd, I thought you'd be interested to know that I have expanded my podcast uh, listening, sh- listenership, I guess, uh, however you would phrase that. I don't know if that's going to help. I don't know if it's going to help me on tonight's episode, but it's the thing I've been doing. Well, you know, tonight's episode not being about Conan O'Brien or a <laughs> podcast. I, that's good. There's a lot of podcasts in the world. You're right. The Conan O'Brien one is a good show. It's odd to me right now that you're bringing that up only because there is some backlash to that podcast in that. Oh, shit. You don't know that? Yeah, I don't. The, the, I forget the article. I don't know if it was New York Post, New York Times, Atlantic Weekly, something. Had published an article, a big picture of Conan O'Brien. Again, love his show. This, yeah. He didn't write the article, but just talking about basically along the lines of Conan O'Brien in the new medium of podcasting. Conan O'Brien, who has a multi-million-dollar deal with uh, with the company that produces the podcast, has right. ready-made advertising supporting the podcast. Right. It's already a rich enough man, so it's not like he's trying to stroke out time to make a living has famous friends and goes into a studio that someone else sets up at and you record a podcast all of those things are great by the way because it's an True. informative show i like hearing a serious side i like long form conversations what the backlash is and what i just thought timing wise was interesting that you were mentioning is that and this probably happens from time to time with any medium it happens with something that's new that someone who's kind of established suddenly also wants to partake in and why shouldn't they it's a good medium but he's being fostered up as sort of the hero of podcasting it's sort of like since this person that we follow is now doing this now we can report on it now we can acknowledge it as legitimate uh uh, uh, uh 
medium of legitimate pop culture. It's like, oh, Joss Whedon's writing the X-Men? Then the X-Men were an okay comic all of a sudden. Or why The Last Man is a sci-fi piece? Okay, that means comic books are fine, because that's sci-fi. That's not superhero tights. It's a matter of taste. It's a matter of exposure. We find things how we find them. My first podcast that I ever listened to was a WTF episode with Mark Marin and Carrot Top. So that's that's a big name in the industry. It's not like I was finding some little sub-corner of podcasts. It's just, it's interesting to me that there, one, there was backlash to that, and two, the relevancy of saying it here, that the, the one that you're seeking out, <laughs> the other podcast, the grand <laughs> opposite of the spectrum of where we are, where we have maybe 25 listeners, all of those listeners probably listen to this one. <laughs> and that's why I'm glad you're listening to it. But I just, I, I don't know. Do you, do you, it, it, I guess it's a possessive thing because since I also have a Mac computer and the ability to plug a microphone into it, I feel like I'm part of the scene. I feel like I'm, 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 I'm like, look at me, I'm in the industry. We're, we're just recording. We haven't recorded a show in a long time, but we're hopefully back on a, on a schedule. And it's interesting. I don't know why I got defensive there. You were just sharing what you would call... Good news? Uh, Interesting just, news? Just little news. piece of it. Just conversation. God. Um, no, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because you always, you know, you give me shit for not listening to podcasts. And and then the one I choose is the one you hate. I don't hate it, but you're, but I'm sorry. You're right. I guess I'm giving you shit for listening to a podcast. No, that's great. No, and I it, enjoy it. And I, I think within it. your story, you said I sent you a link to one. Yeah. <laughs> so an inspiration. But I didn't read that one, article. I hope. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that's, I mean, I didn't read the article, so what can I say? But to me, I think that's just one person who decided to find an angle for a story. I mean. But it represents like there's an audience that reads that. And now it's this weird thing. And again, do we need to legitimize things? I don't know. Do we need someone to tell us, hey, this is a thing? I don't know. And does it matter to me that suddenly a, a broader swath of whoever watches uh, his show now knows about this medium that's over 20 years old or whatever, however old it is? I don't even know. It's 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 interesting to me that there is a reaction to that. I guess, but I don't think an audience watching Conan is unaware that podcasts exist. And there might be a small pocket, I guess guess but. i think they do i think I, I i think older fans i think people I, I i think we're in a little cusp area i think of people who listen to podcasts i i i, I think and again so, it's a generalization yeah but you're saying people older than us might not know people maybe. older than us don't matter tim wow wow that was wow. set for comedy wow. i thought you'd chuckle at that i think four I of the 20 that. listening to this are older than us i mean a lot of people are 34 <laughs> <laughs> or is that forty-four? Uh, I, I can't. Know. I can't read you tonight, Tim. I'm sorry. That's okay because this is mostly audio-based. I would like to be published because that's what my degree from Emerson was. But uh, you don't have to read anything. That's fine. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. I. Sure. I, I. I just. I do find I'll it. I'll stop listening to Conan. Oh man! <laughs> At least you didn't say I'll, I'll stop, stop sharing to my podcast altogether. Fuck. Okay. Well. Forget the Patreon because we were going to contribute to that together. <laughs> um, but no, I, I did you like it? Do you like it? You're listening to a bunch of them. <clears throat> do, do, should we promote it? Hey, everyone, check out the show. <laughs> I don't notes think we need to promote the- it. Um, no, I do do like it just for the reason you said. I like just the the the, the guests are interesting. <clears throat> I like the insider stories, that kind of stuff. Especially people he's known for a while. Um, some of them he was on SNL with, or. Uh, you know, it's just cool to hear those old stories. I know Conan, so it's it's better to 
for me to start with this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know I, Conan? I know who Conan O'Brien is. Oh, okay. I am familiar Sorry. with Conan O'Brien. I'm familiar with his guests. I did try because I was listening to it and um, they had uh, links to some other podcasts. I tried to listen to another one that had a guest that I thought I would find interesting. I did not like that podcast. I know, like Kelsey Grammer's... Uh... <laughs> Irrevocable grammar. I don't know. <laughs> no, what, were, what, was, was the, what was the one you were following? I don't want to say the one it was in case they're listening. But, um, and I honestly, I can't, I can't <laughs> Do remember. Do you really think they're listening? No, but I can't okay. remember what the name was exactly. I feel like you can. Because um, I feel like you went to it and I feel like you were just about to. And the fact it's that you something didn't about say, your mom's house or something. I think that might even actually, I think that might be what it's called. The Your Mom's House podcast. Pete Holmes, Pete Holmes was a guest on it. So that's why I clicked on it. Oh, really? I like Pete Holmes. And you're you're nervous that Pete Holmes listens to this show? No, Pete Holmes doesn't listen to this. No, your good friend Conan O'Brien probably doesn't either. But the 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 host of your mom's house might. Really? No. But that's that's more what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Pete Holmes. I'm worried about if I'm worried about anything, I'm worried about the hosts of that show. Oh, okay. And me saying that. I just didn't care for their format and their their banter was a little angry for my tastes. Okay. What are their first and last names? <laughs> I don't know, but I can give you their addresses. All right. And we'll put those in the show notes for tonight's episode, people, if you want to. Oh, we have an episode? Uh, we're working on one. Nice. <laughs> we're close <laughs> to having one. Yeah. Um, it's been a bit. It, we missed all of August by the time this goes up. Um, we had a good run in 2017. Well, we'll call it our what happened break. this year? Well, we, we can, because that's what it was. <laughs> um, we, we're in triple digits of episodes now. It'd be nice to be moving forward. Listeners of yeah. the show currently in this moment might be saying, yes, it'd be great if, if there was some momentum forward on this episode. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, thank you for listening, <laughs> people. Uh, Mr. Holmes, uh, you angry fucks who host my mother's home. Or whatever it was. Thank you for listening. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're a podcast that should be talking about topics. It's a podcast about what the pop culture. And uh, we do have an actual topic today. We have actual films, film-based. That's right. Uh, specifics to talk about. Uh, but it's all kind of um, under the guise of something that I've been thinking about uh, recently. Something that I just, in my mind, I've been running through this sort of... Um, there's kind of like an appreciation or um, a drive to watch or, or, or just this general cult mentality that I feel like I have towards uh, bad movies. Sure. Right? Like something yeah. you could say like B-grade or, or you, 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 you could say C-grade movies or you, you could say Beastmaster 2. I, I, I feel like there's a, an idea or a concept of like a bad movie that I, I flock to. I like, I, I watch and have for you know since childhood. And for what we're discussing today, I'm just curious from your own angle, like how would you define a category like how, this idea of talking about bad movies? What, what what's the concept of bad movie to you? What what what, what does that mean? Well, this is what I struck. I struggled with this topic. I thought it was going to come easy to me, but the way you presented it was about bad movies that we love. Yes, okay. yeah. that's a good distinction. That's important. Yeah, and so I have a. There's a difference for me in in the B movie type bad movies that you're talking about. I don't necessarily love those movies. No. Um. You know, you mentioned a Beastmaster. I think famously, especially recently, one could think of Trolls Two as a bad movie that people love, um, because it's poorly acted. It's got bad special effects. 
that that's one aspect of a bad movie. So it's actually lacking in the technical side of what makes up a movie. I think in a lot of ways, I think some people can think of it that way. Um, but like directing, dialogue, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of that stuff. Um, and there's a there's a joy I think in watching that. I have seen Trolls two two or three times now um, since it sort of reemerged in the last few years. I think there was the uh, a documentary about it. Um, I Is think it I watched Troll two or Trolls two. Oh Jesus! See, I don't love the movie, so I don't know for sure. I don't because there was Troll right that preceded. Okay. It. Yes, and I, so I guess it's Troll Two. I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, you should check it out. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but I don't love it. I don't watch it. I, like I don't go back to it. It's not like we've like seen it were, more than once. I've right? seen it more than once because if I'm going to go back to it, I'm going to watch it with people that haven't seen it before in a group setting with Doritos and uh, rum and coke. Okay, so three very specific conditions <laughs> necessary uh, for my co-host Robert Canning to view but, Troll but or then Trolls the movies too. I picked for tonight, these are movies I do love and mm-hmm. I would watch alone any time of day or night. Um, and I really don't know if they're bad movies. I think they're seen oh. as subpar movies, not great movies. Um and that's where I struggled with this. So like, are these bad? Like, Trolls 2 is a bad movie. But is it just the idea of the production values of Troll 2 that make it bad? Or is there something else within the topic? Because, again, there are just movies that are poorly made. Yeah. There are big budget movies that kind of falter right. with, with their, their capacity. But I, I do think like the idea... Girls. Well, see, but Showgirls, Showgirls wouldn't have my attention if it was filmed like a Lifetime movie. Showgirls wouldn't have my attention if it was just, oh, the acting is horrible and that's weird dialogue. There's something else to Showgirls that draws me in. There's something else to bad movies, um, which is, again, like I was also trying to think, like, what is it? What is it about these films? And eventually we're going to get around to kind of talking about, I think we each picked two movies that we saw as, you know, as, as kids. Um, I originally was just trying to aim for movies from the 80s and 90s. I think one of yours reaches back fur- further. But but at an impressionable time, we always talk about the show about where we were in the 80s and 90s. And during that period of time, there were some movies that I became aware of that were bad that I was attracted to watching and re-watching. And, and, and I, I guess just trying to you know tick off a couple marks about what makes this bad. I mean, I, I, I tend to like it like when a movie is really missing its genre. You know, when it's supposed to be like it's a horror movie, but it stumbles reaching that. Or if it's a comedy, you know, like if it just can't quite be what the category it's supposed to be, that 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 can make a brilliant bad movie or a self-perceived like seriousness can oftentimes I find fascinating. It, It might be like a heavy handed like commentary on society, a lesson or even just a comedy that that thinks it's funny and it's not like I I enjoy that angle of a bad movie, uh, bad casting, you know, wildly off casting. Most of Nicolas Cage's work, like there, all of this, I think just, I enjoy it. I think when the movie fails to reach what it seems like the filmmakers thought were sort of the intended heights of this genre and this film and this, this art. And I, I, I love that. And that might be cruel. I don't know. That might be an insult in some ways to the people who made it. But it's also a way of enjoying it, I guess. But that's what you're drawn to about it? Like you're aware that it's bad and you're drawn to it? 
Okay. Well, I don't know, because again, there's hundreds of Lifetime movies, and I can sit and watch a Lifetime movie, and I know that it knows it's kind of campy, but that's not the same as these movies we're going to talk about today. So, so, so maybe we should get into talking about them and kind of exploring what is this attraction yeah, to bad movies, and is it cruel? I mean, I, I think we both have a shared history, and I think some of my appreciation for bad movies comes from a show like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. That's a show that famously talked through what they would claim and they would say are bad movies. It was kind of like talking during the bad movie. And I think that I'm going to see with some of these movies really impacted how I perceived bad movies. And there are people who would call that a dick thing to do. There are people who don't like Mystery Science Theater for the sheer nature of they're just making fun of this art. And and so I'm curious. I'm curious if if my... And again, I don't know where you stand at this because it sounds like we have different angles, but is, is, is my passion for bad movies... Is that celebrating the movies or is that mockery of the movies, I guess? Right. Well, and again, this is where I struggled with it um, because what you'll find when we when we get to talking about our movies, I think what you'll find about mine are that I didn't know that they weren't great movies or that they were bad movies when I was first introduced to them. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That, that isn't an aspect that drew me to them. And only as I grow as a person and, and learn more about uh, what what good movies are and what bad movies are, um, in retrospect, I can see this movie wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I still like it. Well, let's take a look at a specific. I think that's going to help us talk a little sure. bit here. What's... um. Why don't you grab one of the? You each brought two movies to this. What's? Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you bring one of them out? What's? What's one of the movies? Why am I having trouble introducing this? You know what know. to do. I'm done. I Go know ahead. what to do. So 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 one that I, I, I kind of was going back and forth on a, on a couple movies, um, and I landed on this one, mm-hmm. um, and it's Brewster's Millions from 1985. Yeah, Brewster's Millions. When when did you first see this? Uh, it had to be like 86 or 87. It was on either HBO or Cinemax. I think I've talked about this before where um, I was, I had a babysitter after school or during the summer. I can't remember. Like it was, it was during that whole time, summer in school, but I can't remember when I watched this, but they had HBO, they had Cinemax and part of my day would be spent in front of the TV watching these, these movies. And Brewster's Millions was one that was just on constantly. And I must've seen it in a two or three year span 40 times at least. And that's, I think, a big part. I think being inundated by movies is a good way of, of it lasting. What's just real quickly, because I've never seen Brewster's Millions, what would be like the one word or one sentence, two sentence synopsis yeah, of this it's, film? It's essentially, it's a remake of, a, it's like the fifth remake of this story. Uh, but essentially, a man inherits, uh, 30, has a chance to inherit $300 million. And the way to do that is to spend $30 million in a month, in 30 days, um, and end up with, and have none of it left. And if he can do that, if he can spend the $30 million in a month and have none of it left, at the end of 30 days, uh, he will inherit the $300 million. And the, the trick is, he can't tell anyone he's doing that. The only people that know are the lawyers involved. None of his friends know. Nobody he meets as he spends his 30 days know what he's doing. Um, so that's that's basically the story. So it's a very intricate premise. Yes, because that's a complicated premise. Is that what that's called? I think it's called a high concept. 
Curiously, who's in this film? Richard Pryor is Brewster. High concept. Yeah. And who else? <laughs> John Another Candy. And John Candy. So a couple of comedians, recognizable, yes. talented comedians. And this was my introduction to them. I don't know oh, if I, I... I certainly You know John Candy not, before this? I might have known of John Candy before this. You know. But I didn't... And I had a sense of Richard Pryor, but this okay, is like yeah. the first time I'd seen something with Richard Pryor in it. I also almost picked the toy... Oh, God, that is a bad movie. Had you <laughs> picked that, I have plenty to say about that movie. I hadn't seen the toy as much. Sure. So I didn't feel like I had as much to say about it. All but right. um, I mean, this 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 is a good one to go with, I think. Because okay. right off the bat, having not seen it, that took a lot to get the point across. <laughs> like that. And again, I get it. And, and, and maybe with some revisions is a simpler way of saying it. But sure. that's a premise that involved. That's not a real world premise. That's not going to happen in the real world. Right. So already there's this strange. And you're saying the story has been done a lot before. This feels like a very 80s plot. Yeah, I didn't me. realize it. But as I was like doing my research to make sure that I had some notes so the and Wikipedia page for Brewster's Millions cited what source for this? I Googled it. I didn't go to the Wikipedia okay. page. Okay. Right. Uh, but in the Googling, I could see that there were other little mini movie posters for movies called Brewster's Millions from the 50s, from the 40s, from the 30s. So I legitimately think this is like, remade, this is a remake of yeah, it. Yeah, this is like the fifth time this story has been retold in cinema. Okay, so it had a little has a little cachet of having been made before. What what makes it bad? What would you say makes this a bad movie? I I guess because it doesn't quite in the, in the world of of everyone but me because because I like it, uh, but it doesn't quite hit the comedy mark. It's not funny enough to be a comedy with Richard Pryor and John Candy, and it's not that funny. Um, JFK's John Candy, correct? <laughs> that's correct. JFK's John Candy. Um, so I think that's done. I think, you know, talking about the, again, the star power of, of John Candy and, and Richard Pryor, and, and they're sort of wasted in the movie. And then the they throw in uh, a Yakov Shmirnov at the that's height That's what I saw of, in the trailer. I of Yakov Shmirnov. The He's height. in there. Um, the, that the, made me think this was a bad movie, and I had never seen it before. <laughs> I saw that in the, uh, the trailer. It. That'll do it, right? Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's just these little side characters that um, never really fully developed. There's a romance, but it's not a real romance. Um, and the more I think about it looking back, and I haven't seen it in quite a few years. Um, and so this is probably me just kind of re, you know, uh, rewriting the history of it just because it's through through my own eyes. It almost struck me as more as like, maybe this is more of a kid's movie, but I'm not, I can't remember if it is. I know there's Bruce politics is involved. Yeah, at I don't some point. think this was a kid's movie. I, embarrassingly, I feel like the toy <laughs> can be cited as a kid's movie because I saw it at a... Uh... But I just felt like for me, it was an interesting, it was a really cool and interesting story. It was really interesting to see him try and do it and see how... Um, his friends sort of changed. First, they were really excited for him, and they were living the, the lush life with him. And then slowly, they're like, whoa, he's really blown through this $30 million pretty quickly. And then they try and help him, but he's, you know, can't tell them what he's doing, but really wants the $300 million. So he's he's kind of taking their advice and blowing it out the window, and he keeps spending. And they think he's, like, in a, a spiral of, of, of self-destruction. So, I mean, that, that 
story to me was really interesting then. And if I were to go back and watch it now, I'm sure I wouldn't find it anywhere near as interesting as I remember it being. No, but I guess as a kid, uh, th- there's some interest. Uh, adult lives are always kind of interesting. I guess what I'm curious about is I, I get why this could be a-, a movie you liked as a kid. But why is it a if the idea was to come to the show today with a you know our favorite bad movies why what is and if i just asked this and i missed your answer i apologize but what is it about this now in 2019 I had to check the release date of a few movies to figure that out <laughs> what, what is it that makes this a favorite bad movie versus just a movie you remember like you didn't pick the toy you picked this well i picked it again because it, I, I struggled with the a bad movie i love I, I, I see it as a bad movie, not because I think it's a bad movie, but I see that, that the pop culture world at large has <clears throat> has kind of dismissed it as a bad movie. Oh, so you're, you're, your attraction to this has nothing to do with it possibly being bad. No, th- yeah, that's why it was a struggle for me. That's why, again, like, I like this movie and I feel others find it to be a bad movie, a subpar movie. Um, not necessarily a, a badly directed movie or a badly acted movie, although some could say that. Um, but the world at large sees it as, a, as just as forgotten. You know, if you ask to name five John Candy movies, you're going to name 15 before you get anywhere near Brewster's Millions. And, and with Richard Pryor, if you want to know what he's known for, it's not Brewster's Millions. You don't have an experience with this being bad. I don't. It's have other people's with, opinions. Yes, yes, and so maybe I've come to this title with with the wrong angle on it. No, I mean, um, but but that's that's kind of where it stands. I'm not watching it and 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 excited to see it because I can't wait for that really poor reading of that line or whatever. Um, I'm watching it because I have good memories of it. And now, if I were to watch it now. It might be the last time I ever watch it. You know what I mean? It's like maybe everybody else is right, and it's not that good. But in terms of a Brewster's Millions episode, it's this isn't that controversial kind of thing. There's not. It's interesting to me that that you're you are spotting this idea that this isn't embraced by other people, but it was embraced by you as a child. Um, but you're talking about like people now, and that 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 can be a tag for something that's bad. Other people's opinions of a movie, like I. I know people hate Howard the Duck. I know a lot of people don't like Tank Girl. And I love both of those movies. And I don't love them as bad movies. But I get that in the the, the general discourse, the conversation that people have, there are movies you can point to as being bad movies. And it can make it difficult to discuss that because you have to actually get past that angle. You know, if I don't think I can understand why someone wouldn't like Howard the Duck, I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. And when it's considered one of the biggest flops of all time, that's a conversation I don't want to have. I would love to talk about what's bizarre about that movie. I would love to talk about what works in that movie. I would love to talk about all sorts of things because I'm attached to that movie, but not as a bad movie. And I guess there are different ways of looking at things. And Brewster's Millions sounds like it could be a little bit of that to you as well. Or it's like in fourth grade when I had a book report due in the morning of, I grabbed the Klingon Gambit Star Trek novel and just wrote about the back of the book. It could be either of those. <laughs> but um, I do think there's an exterior influence towards what we perceive as as bad. And that can come from friends or that can come from, I mean, I think as we get older and we're aware of the genre of movies and we're aware of critics and we're just aware of it as an art form, I think we start to understand when the general consensus of 
the avant-garde crowd that critiques things or the, or, or, or the public that goes to it. We, we know when people don't like something as we get older. Right. Um, but I have to say that one of the first movies that I, I thought of, so I have two favorite bad movies from the 80s and 90s. And the first one, they're, they're both from the 80s, actually. And this first one, I didn't realize that people thought was bad until, you know, probably college or something. Okay. Um, one of the, the bad movies that I chose, um, canonically speaking, this is Rachel Green's favorite film. Um, I picked Weekend at Bernie's as one of my uh, favorite bad movies. Uh, released uh, July 5th, 1989. And there, there might be people out there who have only seen Weekend at Bernie's 2, which I understand. Who are these people? That have only seen Weekend at Bernie's too. Well, in case you and I have, I have to say I have not seen Weekend at Bernie's too. So I just have to, not the different. So we are not those people. No. But uh, just to give a sense of the synopsis of this, um, Weekend at Bernie's is a movie where uh, the single guy and James Spader's friend uh, arrive at their boss's beach house, um, only to find him murdered in uh, cold blood. And must resort to puppetry and sunglasses to convince the neighbors that Bernie is, is still alive. That's the basic plot. How is that a bad movie? Well, <laughs> thinking of your good question and thinking about it, I mean, we can have Bernie's, the, the summer of 1989 comedy hit, We Can Have Bernie's, is a movie that I think was sort of made on um, boners and cocaine. <laughs> Which, if I understand each of those topics, do coexist or don't coexist? Can you get an erection on cocaine, or I think, am I? I think you can. I think you, I think that's all you can get on cocaine. With is is an erection because yeah. I have not done either in a while, and one I've never done. But I mean this this movie to, to say that this movie epitomizes in my mind a certain type of 1980s comedy. And there's a lot of them out there. This just happens to be the one I saw on the big screen. You know, that sort of sexed up farce of yeah. a movie. You know, yeah. a couple dudes. I think it's always a couple of dudes or guys. You know, one's straight-laced and one's in a Hawaiian shirt. And they right. get wrapped up, once again, in an overly convoluted plot, similar to Brewster's Millions. Um, the difference being, and maybe, I don't know if this, in Brewster's Millions, are the are John Candy and, and Richard Pryor, are they trying to get laid through the course of that film? Uh, no, not not aggressively. Not okay. that I recall. All right. So that's no, different. Cause, they were, cause, they were uh, just trying to play baseball. Oh, see, there's not much baseball. We can have Bernie's. There is Andrew McCarthy, who, by the way, is one of my favorite 80s actors. Um, but all he wants to do in this fucking movie is get laid. And the filmmakers so want you to love his character uh, because of that. You know, he's supposed to be this unleashed id or ego, whichever, you know, this, this guy that, you know, we want to be this guy when we're at a party. He's like the loose cannon and he's paired with his uptight friend. And, you know, now that they, they got to go through this whole crazy escapade, which is just exhausting <laughs> because of the amount of facial mugging and stumbling about that goes on. Um, all of it out of breath with a lot of, wait, 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 put the straw in Bernie's mouth and balance his chin on this coconut cup with a jock strap. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's frantic, kind of substituting for slapstick, and it's horny, kind of substituting for jokes. Right. And it's just that <laughs> for a very long period of 97 minutes. And I don't know, as, as a kid... As a 13-year-old, I found it funny. 
right? Tied into what you're saying. I didn't realize it was a bad movie. It just yeah. seemed hilarious. I mean, have you? Did you see Weekend at Bernie's as a kid? Yeah, I saw Weekend at Bernie. Weekend at Bernie's as a kid uh, a few times. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. Um, a few years later, when Weekend at Bernie's two came out, I I went to the movies that night that it was opening. I can't remember what I went to see, but there are a lot of other people saying, "Oh my God, you got to come see Weekend at Bernie's two. Come see Weekend at Bernie's two. Really? And I was smart enough at that point to realize that no. I don't need to see Weekend at Bernie's 2. I don't need to see Weekend at Bernie's again. I can't remember what I saw, but when we left the theater, they were also leaving Weekend at Bernie's 2, and they were so disappointed. Now, that's a shock. <laughs> Not that they were disappointed, but that more than two people were telling you to see Weekend at Bernie's 2. Um, but to go back to the first one, so you, you, you didn't, you've you you never felt the need to go back to Weekend at Bernie's. I haven't. No, I watched like. it a couple times around that age, um, but it's not something I've gone back to. No. I have enough, you know, Bernie uh, water skiing. That image Hilarious. is in my head. Yep. Uh, that's buoys, enough. Yeah. I don't need to, to see it again. I have that memory. But again, it's it's a similar situation in that we only know it's bad after the fact. And maybe, I mean, you at least have realized it's bad because you've, you've seen it more recently. Is that right? I have. And that's sort of, here's the thing. Weekend at Bernie's, uh, by the end of the 90s, I was like, yeah, that's probably a bad movie. No need to go back to it. It's just a movie I saw, whatever. But um, what made this one of my favorite bad movies um, wasn't until about 2006, which I know is beyond our normal realm of discussion. But We'll allow it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, I was 30 years old in 2006, and I had my wisdom teeth pulled out. Um, I opted to to not go under, so I had local anesthesia. You know, and it was pretty brief. It was pretty audible. But, uh, you know, I went home, you know, from getting my teeth pulled with a mouthful of gauze and fortunately some Percocets mm. and just kind of laid on my couch. Friends and roommates were going to come by later. But for a good portion of the afternoon, I was recovering alone on that couch. Um, I had rented some movies. I kind of blew through those VHS tapes. And eventually I just turned on the TV to, 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 uh, to VH1. And by timing's chance, as I sat there on two Percocets and, and, and gauze, uh, Weekend and Birdies had just started. And, and, and what happened was with, with, with each of the, I don't know, lame one-liners or, or nut shots, my uh, drugged out demeanor didn't, it, you know, it didn't laugh, but it, it found this scholarly need to state out loud to myself, that was funny. <laughs> I it was interesting to, to to rewatch this movie that I once found funny and just realized here are other reasons why it would be funny. Here are the stats of how it's put together, and I don't. I, I really got something out of just tearing it apart because it is bad. It's not. It's not a good movie. It's sure. not really for me anymore an enjoyable movie, right. but. It's fascinating to see every single gesture, move, and point they made to try to make this movie work. Does that draw you back to it? Do you like watching it and having that analytical view? One thing that I like about a bad movie is that ability to sort of analyze it. And I I could, yeah, I, I I could watch this again. I could sit by myself, watch Weekend at Bernie's, and kind of make a coursework out of it because of how hard it's trying all the aspects that it is doing, and still, it's not a good comedy. Yeah. Mm. Is that cruel? Is that crude? 
Is that because uh, again, money, time, and effort and creativity was put into making that movie, right? And and again, I think our our two examples so far kind of show how difficult it is to to define bad, um, especially when it's about something you love that's bad. Because neither of these movies are they've they've got stars, they've got budgets. Um, one has a sequel. Um, so it's not like <laughs> one does a have a sequel troll slash trolls two type of bad movie. It's not well, a except mystery that trolls s- has a sequel. It has trolls two. <laughs> it's not really a sequel, but um, it's not a mystery science theater type bad movie. No, it's not. Neither one of these are. Yeah. Maybe but, comedies are hard to do that too. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, well, but also I think it's the caveat of these are movies that we love. Bad movies we love. So that that's what makes it difficult, I think, to to define the badness of them. Do you have another movie that you would call a favorite bad movie from? Yes. I know you do, by the way. <laughs> yes. Why I'm asking that question because we discussed prior <laughs> right. to the recording. No, yeah, this is this is the first time we've met actually. Um, so Robert, thank, thanks for having me on the show. Kanjing, can- yes, Kanji Club. Robert Kanji Club. I do have a second movie. This one. When I first saw it, I thought it was bad. Oh, so that's... When did you first... Well, what is it? It is is the 1951 movie musical, Paint Your Wagon, starring Lee Marvin and... (laughs) Tough guy, Lee Marvin. Tough guy, Lee Marvin, and tough guy, Clint Eastwood, in the 1951 Western musical, Paint Your Wagon. Neither one featured in 1986 tough guys but uh so this is a movie that existed before you or i existed yeah that's true so how did you first see this well it was a pretty big uh part of my childhood um my mother Paint your wagon was yeah so my mother as i think we've talked about um whatever she was watching i was watching um so i saw a lot of westerns um growing up mostly tv shows like Gunsmoke, uh the big valley um Shit, I can't think of what's the one with the Ponderosa. Uh, Bonanza. 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 God, I, I hate. Westerns. Oh man, I've seen oh, so God. many episodes of Bonanza. Um, have you seen Back to the Future Part Three? I have. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good western. <laughs> okay, that is a good western. But you've seen a lot of Bonanza, so you 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 were kind of immersed in in in, in westerns. Yeah, I was immersed in westerns, but then I was also immersed in musicals. So she would watch, you know, Singing in the Rain, Guys and Dolls, um, Yankee Doodle Dandy. And Paint Your Wagon. For whatever reason, those four or five movies were on rotation. She didn't own them. So they were just on TV They were just on TV, and they were just on TV a lot. And whenever they were on, she was watching them. And so I either had to find something to do, which I often did, but we didn't have a huge house. So the movies just became present. So even if I was in the back playing with my Star Wars figures or my Matchbox cars, I could hear the dialogue. I could see, you know, the spectacle. I could hear the songs. And so Paint Your Wagon was... Always around, it seemed. And, and you were aware of it when it was on because you specifically yeah. picked this one. Yeah. And so it became this thing where I would not necessarily watch it from the beginning, but it's like, oh, here's a, you know, I'd come home, she's watching Paint Your Wagon, and this this weird scene with this guy. Now, I knew Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry, you know, and I was familiar with Leave Marvin uh, from like, uh, the Dirty the Dozen. Dennis Leary song. Oh, okay. The yeah. Dirty Dozen. So I knew that they were, you know, tough army guys. So I'd get these bits and pieces and none of it made sense to me. 
like there'd be this gold rush aspect of it and they're panning for gold and they're singing about gold but then there'd be this like religious part all of a sudden aspect of it and there were mormons involved and and then all of a sudden and Lee more Mar- Mormons. Yeah, Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood were married to the same woman. And that was weird. And that's in the... I've only seen this movie once. You showed this to me when we were in our 20s. <laughs> yes, that, that happens? That's part... Because I was going to yeah. ask you for a synopsis of the film. And I'm then, getting it, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. And then My Favorite Martian is in there as a Scottish, you know, gold miner. And Ray then, Walston? Yeah. And then they're digging tunnels under the town and then the town <clears throat> basically collapses it's just this mess oh and oh, then they have spoiler to go alert they have to go to wagon. another town to steal prostitutes tim this movie in the little bits and pieces that i saw in random order just made no sense to me it was trash the songs didn't make sense the the people in it didn't make sense i had no idea i hated it hated you hated it, it then hated it then then slowly I would start watching it in the actual order it's in. Mind you, that doesn't necessarily make it make any more sense. But it helps. It helps. And it just became this movie that I absolutely love. Because it's so ridiculous. It's so... There are so many different things going on. The cast is so weirdly put together. Um, the songs are actually pretty decent now. I don't know. Uh, they're people that are uh know more about musicals than i ever will um well no but these are catchy songs you, you these are know musicals songs. yeah and you that's just something i was gonna ask you've been in musicals you're a fan of musicals do you think it sounds like you found this movie through your mom watching it given a love of musicals which am i right in saying you, you yeah. love musicals yeah, yeah. I love musicals. do you think you would have found this movie on your own I, I may have over time but i don't know if i would have found the movie more than i would have tried to see the stage show it was a stage show first, which I've never seen, I, yeah, probably because they don't redo this stage show. Um, it has not had its um, Broadway revival, to my knowledge. Um, Similar to the upcoming Cats, this was peak painter wagon. Right. So, I'm, you know, I might have gotten the cast album eventually. I don't know. So I would have learned about it. <clears throat> but no, I learned about it through my mom first. So again, introduced at a young age. Introduced at a young age, but, but not like something you liked. Yeah, and and in his sense, I've learned that that people still, you know, like like Brewster's Millions and and Weekend at Bernie's. I think at large, people think it's kind of a failure of a movie. Not they a do. great movie. Oh. It's like four hundred minutes long. Um, That's a very long film. It's a very long movie. Um, and so I think in the in the in the world at large, it it is seen as a bad movie, a bad musical. Um, but I absolutely love it. I will watch it anytime it's on. Um, well, you showed I, it to me. You showed, I showed it to, it to me you. We I showed it to my wife. I, when I told my wife that this is the topic and that I was picking this movie, she kind of groaned and like, yeah, you made me sit through that. Yeah. So that's her <laughs> and my angle. But what's your, when you showed it to me and when you showed it to her, what was your expectation? I, I just, I, I. I think at that point, and maybe even for you too, I can't remember when I showed it to you. It must have been after college, right? Yeah, we were living in Alston together. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think I wanted you guys to find the joy in it as I have. Um, even though it's not, you know, this 
Oscar worthy. I don't even know if it was ever even nominated for anything. It, I, I don't think the it won book anything. book is written by Patty. I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Patty Chavesky. Yeah. Chavesky, I think, wrote those. I mean, that's, there's some big names working that's on a, it. That's a big name. But, but it wasn't a bad movie for you at that point, was it? When you're showing me, when I'm showing, showing it your, to your, you, your partner. I, I, I think it still is a bad movie when I'm showing it to you. I know that it's not a movie you're necessarily going to like or that you're going to be drawn to. But I really so just wanted to share. You? I was hoping you would find the joy in it that, that I was able to find. And because that joy sounds sincere. Oh, totally sincere. It doesn't sound like a mockery. It doesn't. Sorry, I just jumped. No, I totally, doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like you think it's bad. It, I, I recognize that it's that it's probably bad. I recognize that it's probably not something I should share with people and sit Based down and say. What? What's making you think that? The way it was filmed, the way it's shot, it's not comedy. It's not like this really super funny comedy. It's not over-the-top comedy. So it's, is it failing? Is it failing what it's doing I, as a musical? I think it is because it's it's got all these dramatic parts. It's got these man-woman things going on. It's got... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Man-woman things? Yes. So... You know what doesn't have that? Cats. <laughs> probably not. So there's like the, 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 the reason that they're married to... One like the two men are married to the one woman. They're not really married. I think they own her because they won her in a bet, or he bid the most money for her. Because another man came into town. I think he was Mormon, and he had three wives, and so they were all getting jealous that he had three and nobody had one. So he was like, "Well, I'll give you one of them." It's just ridiculous. But that woman, she was headstrong, and she, you know, I guess you could call her a feminist in this movie. Uh, she wasn't going to let these guys, you know, get the best of her. Uh, it was so. There's that aspect of it, and then you've got the Ray Walston character, who's fucking hilarious, and all these other gold miner characters who all they want is to drink and and find gold. And you're describing this lovingly. You're not <laughs> describing this as if it's bad. You're because describing I a love musical. It. This is yeah. a bad movie that I love, but I don't hear it being bad. And this isn't a how is it, how is this description. Does it sound bad to you? No, I've seen it and I didn't like it, so I think it's bad. But you're describing a musical and how a musical works. It's got comedy. It's got stars. I mean, like I, I don't think of Lee Marvin as a singer or Clint Eastwood as a singer, so that struck me as weird. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not getting from what you're saying that this is particularly... I love this and it's bad. You openly shared it with two people you care for. I love it because it is not... It, I don't want to call it bad, but it's not good. It's all over the place. It's got so many different storylines. There's. It's, you don't think it's good? You, you think that's fault? That's bad filmmaking? I, I believe that bad storytelling? It, is an, it is a failure as Bad gold as digging. Film. It's bad gold digging. It is, yes. I don't think it is a good movie. I don't think it is a well done version of this story i don't i don't know because i've never seen the stage play but i think most people would find it hard pressed to to sit through it because the tone is all over the place the story is all over the place um there's no real end goal in the story it's 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 very choppy there i don't think you think it's bad i don't think it's bad i love this movie yeah, I think it's just a movie. So, not so just. Again, I think it's an again, actual it's this, movie. It's this problem of I'm not coming to it and loving it because it's bad. So you don't like bad movies. I'm loving might it be in spite what we're of getting it. at. I guess that's it. <laughs> okay. I don't have a love for a bad movie the way that, like, 
there isn't a mystery science theater movie and I'll keep going back to trolls two or troll two. Um, I'm or, sorry. We can call it trolls too. Or any just low budget horror flick with bad acting. I will watch those for the fun of it being bad, but I wouldn't say I love it. And that's, and again, maybe that's why where I'm thrown by, by the topic because it's bad movies. We love these are bad movies and seen by others as being bad that I love. Yeah, not everybody likes bad movies, I think. <laughs> and I'm wondering, because if I can for a minute jump to my, the, the, my favorite bad movie. Yes. I actually have a favorite bad movie that had the honor of opening June 25th, 1982, the, the same week as one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, Blade Runner. Um, and Wait, these are basically the same movie then, right? Well... <laughs> They both were projected on a screen. I fucking love, and it's bad. It's really bad. But I love June 25th, 1982's Megaforce. Are you familiar with Megaforce? I am not familiar with Megaforce, save for it's Bruce. No, no, no. Who's Bar- Barry Boswick. Barry Boswick. I was almost going to say Bruce Boxleitler. Oh, I wish um, I would have brought some dignity to the role <laughs> of Ace Hunter. Um, that that image that you've been posting um, looks familiar to me. So th- I was not shocked by that image, um, but I've never I've never <laughs> I'm seen the movie. Shocked by it, and I posted it. I've never you've seen, never seen it. You, no. We never watched it together. No, which is surprising. Um, very quickly, just in case the, most of the world doesn't know. What what uh what Megaforce is? I mean, it's basically GI Joe, you know, as written by the estranged father of its juvenile fan base. Um, Barry Boswick has a highly trained special mission force, um, whose purpose is to fly rocket-enabled motorcycles against unconvincing blue screen. Um, basically, it's a Reaganite's wet dream of the eighties. I mean, this this is an action movie. A patriotic action movie, a rah-rah USA action movie that gives us the perfect cipher, the perfect uh, archetype, the perfect image of an all-American red-blooded military soldier in the form of a very bearded Barry Bostwick from Parent Trap 3 with a kerchief around his neck, tight-fitting tan dungarees or overalls a a bandana around his head i believe as well and a gesture of kissing his thumb and pushing it forward to the woman he loves to tell her hey you're okay hey my name is ace hey you might want to get checked for tetanus i don't know but this is an action movie that thinks it's hilarious and unlike weekend at bernie's it's not (laughs) this is an action movie that thinks it's fun and unlike when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, it's not. It thinks it's high tech with its vehicles, all these prop motorcycles and jets of just bland, gross brown shading and paneling driving around and, and, and off camera. And it, again, it just it thinks its characters, it thinks Barry Boswick's a leading man. It thinks he can banter well with the other male leads. They have ridiculous outfits. Ridiculous technology is so much blue screen. Everything is fucking blue screen. And I think this movie thought it was kicking off a franchise. But it wasn't. This movie is bad. And the reason it's my favorite bad movie is it's sort of, it's like the badge 
or shorthand of why I enjoy bad movies. It was what I could tell people like, do you like bad movies? What, like Megaforce? I could say that, you know? Yeah. It's a social piece of conversation. Yeah. I saw Megaforce at the height of my obsession with Mystery Science Theater 3000. My friends were all with me. We were all in a circle. You know, it was that time of life in mid teens. I was coming into myself. I was trying to learn how to communicate. I did that with jokes and by mocking everything, commenting on everything and turning everything around me into this event, into joke fodder. You know, I I loved doing running joke commentary because it meant I didn't have to stop and think. It meant that people were listening to me. If they were laughing, they were laughing at what I did. It meant I was connecting. Right. You know, and a lot of my friends felt the same way. And that's why we made whole evenings out of sitting around and mocking things like, Teen Witch and the Skateboard Kid and Zardoz. And more spectacularly than any of those, for some reason, is fucking Megaforce. Did it hit you right away? Like, that you were going to love this movie? It it really did. It was just perfect timing. Because one, my friend who brought it in, my friend Mark Ian brought it in. He was so excited to share this. Like, he had grown up watching this. It was his paint your wagon. It was his paint your wagon. Um... <laughs> It was his Apollo 13. No, it was his paint your wagon. And he even said to us, you guys are going to love this. And so we sat around and it was just a shared event of a bad movie, you know, and it was a performance. It was a room of people performing. We all made fun of it. And the thing is, we made fun of it in the way that we actually had running gags through the course of the movie. We actually had jokes from the movie we would say in our everyday life. We rewatched the movie multiple times. It became like our own Rocky Horror or The Room of just, you know, observations, impressions, you know, the kind of thing that one of us brought a friend over. Like if a new friend came into the friend group, we'd be like, hey, have you seen Megaforce? And we'd pop that in so that we could show the crowd. Yeah. What's odd about it is after that couple years of watching it, once I got to college, I didn't have it. You know, I didn't have it on tape. It wasn't really rentable. I don't think they had it at Tower Records or Laser Craze or wherever we, we rented our pornography laser discs from. <laughs> so it wasn't something that I had to show. No one was talking about it. Sure. So yeah. I could say the word. I don't know if – did I ever talk to you about no, this No, like, uh, again, this is this week has been like the first time I've even really heard of it. Really? Yeah. Because I do feel like it's gotten a little bit of a life of its own. Okay. I, I, I think uh, Team America World Police is kind of a parody of it in okay. a way. Okay. But the thing is, yeah, it kind of, I just went a period without seeing it because it wasn't anywhere. It was always in my head. It was something I knew I could mention to myself, I guess, and laugh at. And it wasn't until like 2014 that it came out on DVD, like a video on demand DVD. So I ordered it and I got it and I opened it and I put it in the DVD player. And I will say by myself there in the room of my house, all alone with this digital copy of this movie i in the past had loved i didn't really enjoy it i couldn't even get through it i mean it was just bad what i'm hearing you say though is that it's not a good movie and that you don't enjoy the movie as as it's on its own you just said it's a slog to get through and so it sounds like you don't love the movie you love watching it with your friends or maybe watching it with new friends Mm-hmm. And enjoying that experience. Yeah. That, I mean, that's true. I guess what's odd to me is like, and I can do it with a lot of movies. It's just, this is the one I want people to see. I would love to have people over to watch it. I don't know why I, this is. I want to come over and watch it. 
Right? The way you're describing it. I, I just, because Weekend at Bernie's is bad, but I can watch that alone. I can sit there and I can, again, piece through it. But yeah. what what is the big deal with having to sit with friends and trash somebody's effort? I guess that's what I'm wondering. What, is, what is this drawn fascination to bad movies that I'm, I'm putting all of my attention on this one film? There are probably worse movies than than uh, than Megaforce in the world. Yeah. Can't think of them right now. Maybe <laughs> Prophecy Two. I don't know. But you know what? What is this drive? What made me pick that? You know what made? Because I feel like Paint Your Wagon. It's interesting that you're 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 picking that because I'm like I don't buy that you think that's bad at all. I think you've heard some people's reactions. You mentioned. Your, your, your wife's kind of rolling of her eyes. I'm sure I wasn't a great audience for it, just because I don't like Westerns. But you seem to genuinely like it. I do genuinely, genuinely like it, but I do believe it's it's a not a good movie. Like, if I want to show somebody a good musical, movie musical, it's Singing in the Rain. It's maybe Guys and Dolls, at least to my liking. And I, I love Yankee Doodle Dandy, all the other ones I mentioned. I'm... I, I'm not going to show Paint Your Wagon. If I show people Paint Your Wagon, if I'm in a room of 50 people who have never seen Paint Your Wagon and I'm saying, let's all watch Paint Your Wagon, by by the end of it, I'm I'm the only one left still watching it. I so why go through that procedure? Why go through that painful process? Are we just jerks? It's, but it's not painful to me. I mean, but that's a different type of movie. Like that. But you again, want people there. You want to show it to people. I, again, I want to show why people. Why would you subject people to torture? <laughs> Because somebody might like it. Somebody might like so it like I like it. So you want them to like You want them to like the actual I film. Want them That's to not like a Pinchy bad Wagon. movie, then. I guess not. I guess not. But but So you're saying for Megaforce, you want them to not like it with you. Yes. You, you want That's to enjoy well not liking it That's well-spoken and makes me sound horrible. Because, <laughs> again, people worked on Megaforce. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... It's what we it's it's what we did with with trolls, um, you know. I only saw it because a friend of mine knew how bad it was. Maybe he had seen it. I can't remember, but he he made a party of it. Come so over. Why? Why? Is, why why did your friend movie? do that? And why is it troll? Or is not troll two? Which one was it? It's, that you saw? Two, it's troll two. It, it is troll I, two. I'm adding an S. You're saying there is no S. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know if it was trolls or trolls two. You're yeah. Speaking. So, tro- I'm so why is why why do that? Why plan an event, invite people to, and go out of your way? Traveling on the West Coast can be difficult. You have to get in a car. You eventually have to get back out of the car. Why why go through all that effort to sit in someone's house with a beer, I assume, in your hand and sit through something that everyone is in agreement blows? What's that attraction? I'm speechless because I'm trying to... to to really put it into words what that is. I've, I hadn't really... Mike, that's the definition of speechless. No, I know. Which, I by the way, is a horrible romantic comedy with Michael <laughs> Keaton and Gina Davis. Oh, yeah. I tried to watch that once. I have it on VHS. That's a bad movie. Yeah. But you're not going to get people together to watch that movie I'm and not. make fun of it. You're and, right. And have your beer. Because it's not that kind of bad movie. I don't really drink beer, but yeah. The fine. kind of bad movie that we're talking about is the, the people that... And why? Yeah, you're right. It's like the here are the people. I mean, have you see, you should see the trolls 
Trolls or Troll 2 documentary. I have. I've seen the documentary. Oh. I've just never seen the movie. Yeah. So it's about... That's fascinating. It's I, fascinating. I and it, it, it's these people that thought they were getting their break, you know, or working with somebody that, that made a film in Italy or whatever it was. And like, this is their break. This is going to be a great movie. Um, they're putting their all into it. And it didn't turn out well. And that train wreck is inherently fascinating. Yeah. And the train wreck outside of the documentary, however, is only the movie. The documentary is a fascinating story. Right. For that very reason. We're still dicks because we're getting off in these people's trouble. Do you remember when we watched we watched Trekkies? We've talked we brought yeah, we, we, we talked we discussed episode. it on the show. We have an episode the, of last Trekkies. year. Yeah, which is a documentary about Star Trek fans. And we, we discussed the idea, are we watching it because it, it's interesting or are we watching it to make fun of? And the Trolls 2 documentary, there's there's an angle to that. And you can debate the, uh, the, the the moral quandary of laughing at them, not laughing at them. But I'm saying not the documentary, unless this is why you saw the movie. But inherently the film, Trolls 2, the actual movie Trolls 2s, or Megaforce, with the example I have. The right. viewing of that, the actual art, not the story that got it there, because honestly, yeah, train wreck stories are, are great. I, everyone loves reading, not everyone, but I enjoy reading about Waterworld and why that bombed. John Carter, why that bombed. Like, they're, they're interesting backstories. Right. But the film itself of Waterworld is watchable. It's not the worst thing in the world. The story makes it right. seem like it's a horrible movie. Howard the Duck, I, I would put in the same category. I don't think it's a horrible movie. I love it, but there's a story to, there's the bizarreness, like that podcast, How Did This Get Made? There's a legitimate question of how did this get made? And you wonder. But that's that's the behind the scenes. That's the discussion about. That's that's the, the what we do as, as, as you know, um, uh, internet critics who can just tweet things we, we, we discuss and that's fun that's what we're doing on the show the actual viewing of the piece of the art the time it takes to sit through it and the desire to subject other people to it is the part that i don't understand because i don't at the end of the day it's selfish i want people to gather around megaforce so i can relive the camaraderie of being in that basement and because that was one of the best times i ever had with those friends making these jokes that's the one i go to I want to share it with people because I feel like I can be funny. I'll, I feel like I can revisit the, the good old days. I just said the same thing twice. But, but it's, it's a weird thing because I'm not showing the Megaforce in silence. I'm not going to sit there and then be like, oh, did you like that? Was that cool when the motorcycle was in the air? It spun right. around, I guess. It's supposed to have spun around. I think it's a camera <laughs> trick. Because like people who are fascinated with Rocky Horror Picture Show, I actually don't. Rocky Horror Picture Show isn't a bad movie. It's a weird, off-center movie. It's a cult movie, and people get something out of it. Right. That experience of going to the theater is 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 a is, is a is a is a hug. You know, it's an outsider's hug around each other. And you throw the stuff at the screen and you make the jokes. But I think people genuinely like that movie. The Room. Have you ever gone to see The Room on the big screen? I never did. I feel like that might be a different experience, and I'm not sure because I, I feel like. But then, yeah, maybe I don't know if people genuinely like the room, but it definitely becomes something else. I right. just don't understand why it's so important to me to acknowledge bad movies as bad, and right. why I want to share them on that level because that's stepping on someone's work. It's it's a tough call, and I think that's why this topic. I, I don't. It's not know. a very good episode. No, no, no. I I don't know that I, I don't know that I came to it with the right movies in mind. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think, think this last movie. I think this last movie is really. 
uh, I think Megaforce and the idea of, of, of watching something because it's bad and enjoying the camaraderie of watching it with others um, is really like the, the main focal point here. And I don't know that the other three really are that. Or that you have that, that that's something you want to do. Like you like watching movies with people, right? I do. <clears throat> do you still like talking through movies? Um, did you ever? I feel like we did. Yeah, we did. You and I would. I would mm-hmm. do it with the right people. The right people. And I would do it in the right settings. So, for instance. The right the, settings. You know, the, the trolls and, and what, what's another one we saw was uh, Miami Connection. Um, is another similarly bad movie. And, and we would talk through that. Uh, I, I don't know that I talked as much, though. I was just laughing at the ridiculousness of the of the acting of the story and all. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I thought there'd be some deep understanding, and I'm I'm coming up. I'm 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 not I'm not getting it yet because maybe there's nothing there. I just I I don't get, and I'm not going to get by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Maybe what we need is a bad movies we love too. Bad movie we love true too, or bad movies we love too. Bad movies we love. Loves. Loves. Maybe. Or love. Love twos. I like twos. Is that the, is that the episode? Did we did, did we did we do it? <laughs> Are you there? I'm here. Oh, yes, okay. that that is a episode. That is an A episode, people. If you like A episode <laughs> or B episode, um, you know you can always check us out at twentypopcast.com. That's the main website. That's where this particular episode, at least at this moment, is up streaming right now. Um, you can always find the most recent episode there. You can find links to all of our past episodes. You can listen to that. Uh, you can also find links to subscribe to us, however it is that you listen to podcasts: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher we're on those so yeah if you're enjoying the show um if, if, if you've recently found it you've been with it for a while yeah subscribe to it support it we appreciate that you can always follow us on twitter at 20 popcast you can also follow us on instagram at the same thing at 20 popcast uh bob do you have anything you want to add here absolutely you can follow me at rh canning on twitter um you can send us your favorite bad movies and tell us why you uh enjoy watching them do you watch call them alone to action yeah call to action yeah. um yeah let us know we i would love to have a mailbag segment tim where we uh answer viewer mail no i i would too i would love to have a fan base <laughs> i would love to have numbers that were triple digits <laughs> I, I, I would love to have Andrew McCarthy on the show. There's a lot of things I would love, but mailbag maybe should be number one on that <laughs> item. Um, something that we can launder, keep clean, but also store all of our digital missives. Um, you're, you're asking our listeners then to email in. That's what yes. you just said. Email or comment on Facebook or on the on the Instagram posts. Uh, we will we will relay them. We will relay that message to to the airwaves. Sounds good. Sounds good. I, and you can do that. There's a section called Pop Talk at uh, 20popcast.com. You can go onto that and kind of relay your messages to us. There actually was a message there. I'm going to have to read it next episode because I don't have it here. But oh, there, great. there was a fan. And I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm going to get your name for next show. I'm sorry I don't have it right in front of me. You had, you had suggested Doctor Who as a topic in the near future. I'm going to get your name next week. I'm going to say it. And 19 other people are then going to know it. Hope that's not weird. That sounded weird. Oh, that sounded weird. It's but weird I just wanted to, just, wanted to express that. Thanks to someone who I don't know, who on their own volition, totally unprompted, 
other than the prompt right now at the end of, end of, the, of the show, had, had sent some suggestions our way that we will uh, look at and, and, and do something with it. Um, I guess it would be rude to look through my emails right now, but maybe I can find that name. If you want to sort of maybe keep talking, Bob. I don't I'm think we've see. got time for a mailbag okay. in this episode, too. But that's something we want. Mailbags. We could, we could open or the postal, next postal bags, perhaps. Well, I don't know if you want to open a show with a postal bag, because a lot of people tend to skip it. If you put it at the end, they can decide to just sort of, I think I said this once already, peter out. Sure. They can just peter out right there at the end. Or they can stick around for part and parcels, we could call it, or UPS, or um, lick it, stamp it, rub it down. I don't know what we would call the segment. Batman's mailbag? No, probably not. one of my favorite scenes in that movie really well just the, the it's a very standout moment it's very like just casual sort of everyday moment within this cool batman action movie mm-hmm. and he spits it out because it's cold he's told that's, it's that's actually batman returns i oh. i'm sorry i i combined the two okay well, it's cold still, and then alfred says it's lampshit it, or whatever yeah, it's, it's called it's supposed remember. to be cold and so then he's like he eats it i vote it's always spit out for me he spits it out it doesn't taste good but it's supposed to not taste good. Oh, okay. And then he eats it. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a baby. <laughs> he can be told anything. I mean, I think that he was expecting hot soup. So no, I get it. The cold get soup. It. But it's just, it's, it has stood out for me. Yeah. And then Alfred says what it's called. But I, I gazpacho, I believe. I, I, no. Right? No? Gazpacho? Isn't gazpacho cold? I mean, it is. I mean, a lot of things are cold. I, I just, I feel right. like whatever he says, I think he say? just it's gazpacho. I think he says what it is, sir. It's and here's good. what yeah, you're he gonna does. do. I think what we're trying to do is figure out what he, what it is. I think he says it's gazpacho. It's gazpacho, sir. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yes. And you're Alfred's gonna making you're gonna gazpacho. Put, you're gonna put this the clip of that audio at the end of this episode, so everyone will know if we were right or wrong. They'll have to listen to the whole, or you know, fast forward. Oh, you're roping them in. He roped them in. They weren't. They, they got <laughs> this many seconds in, and I was like, "Ah, no." But I do wonder what Bruce Wayne was eating. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to sit through this on my device, and then at the end, hopefully, hear hopefully. that what Bruce Wayne was eating was gazpacho. It's going to be disappointing if it's not gazpacho. It's, it's what's going to get me to listen to this episode. Oh. Everything up to that was fine. That really hurt. But let's start this bullshit so you can figure out what he's eating. Circus return for a two-week. Kids will love. Thanks. Cold. It's a fishy swirl, sir. It's supposed to be cold. 